Today's episode is brought to you by StoryWorth. For $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash brain candy when you subscribe. episode one bajillion no it's actually 218 218 episodes of this joy kind of hilarity. quality quality entertainment entertainment cheers people. by the way oh cheers we're getting our drinking started you know what why not this is the first sip of the day it's always the best one do people still say yolo i haven't heard I it in a while so. that really went by fast when i it, it did it when felt i like was, we lived um, twice like it I don't know what that means. I just wanted to well, say that. Yeah, right. Uh, when I was uh, getting my yoga certification, it was right when YOLO was really popular. Yeah. And I wanted to have a hip hop yoga class, like to better music. Cause I was always like, well, yoga music always makes me feel like I'm like about to fall asleep. Yeah. So my dear friend Nehemiah put, gave me an awesome mixtape to do my own yoga. Mm-hmm. And, uh, People were trying to think of funny names for it or like, you know, clever names for it. Uh, one of the one that was thrown out there was yo-yo yoga and then like yo-yo Oh, okay. Yoga. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then another one was YOLO yoga, which if you're going to do a Buddhist practice, you can't really use <laughs> YOLO in the description. So that one was vetoed. For real? For real. Like you thought about it and we're like, but that's not accurate. I was like, mm, no, I can't do that. Kind of goes against oh my the fundamental God. beliefs of. That's another thing universe. I wish, like that mixtapes were still a thing. Like, dude, proper, they're the best. They're the best. Receiving a mixtape, there's nothing better. And, and there's you, just no way to do it really now. It's you know what? Authentic. I do. I make. I mean, I, you can't because you can make Spotify playlists and then send them to people. Yeah. Which is kind of the same because uh, I logged onto my Spotify and looked at playlists from a while ago, and there was one that was from Landon. From like when we first got back together. What was on there? Oh my God, all this cute stuff. Some like stuff that's like, wow, took a bow wow. And I'm like, we have never played this. (laughs) That was a lie. Yeah, I was like, let's remember this. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you, know, you, you get married. You've been married for three years. You're like, okay, now you know. Let's turn, let's find the sexy music. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe you could make me one. Oh, I'll make Susie a mixtape. <gasps> I am going to make you a mixed tape. I'm writing this <laughs> I down. Like how you call them mixed S- tapes? <laughs> like past tense? Oh, I just call no, it a mixtape. Oh, am I X? No, it's mixed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is it a mixtape? A tape of a mix? Or is it a mixed? No. You're, You're right. So, You're hilarious. right. It's a mixtape. I've been saying this, this wrong for forever. I even think I've written down mixed tape. Oh, Sarah. We're Easy gonna... mistake. <laughs> you know what's so funny when Susie laughs? She gra- she like when people say it's a side splitter, like, I don't know if Susie's worried something is actually going to happen. Like, you know, that's just a saying, right? Because she holds her side, like, in anticipation of something terrible that may go out. It hurts. Like, you make me laugh so hard that it hurts. Oh, Whatever funny. that is. Oh, God, that is so funny. Because oh. I bet there are other people that have called it a mixed tape. I'm sure. I didn't know it wasn't a thing. 
but it, you don't really notice it because the second word starts with a T. So right. it's like, wait, did she just say mixtape? Because if or I say mi- fast, it's just mixtape. <laughs> Which so yes, I love it so much. This is great. You are the most interesting person I've ever known, Susie Mix. <laughs> Yeah, because you, you know what I liked about mixtapes back when we used to do them was it would introduce you to music you would otherwise not yes, hear. Yes, And so I think that's something we need to reinvigorate. I do too. There is a mixtape that an individual made for me way back when, and I don't remember the Who song. Who was it? It was a gal I was dating. Oh, okay. And I don't remember the song. And Wait, what's the point of the no, story? No, what I'm saying is like it's great when they make you a mixtape. But you have to write all the names of the, who it is because yes. now this song is – it's like I can't remember the words. I can't remember anything. But I just know because it was like a dubstep song from the 90s I'm like with, with no words. Oh. I'm like, oh, this is – it was so good. It you was should like play it favorite. and then Shazam it. Yep. Yeah, where am I going to play it from? Oh, I have like to a have cassette? like a source. No, it's I don't have the tape anymore. Oh, oh. I just want the memory of the song. Aww. And it like so if you're going to make somebody you always have to have the names on there. Yeah, it needs to be logged. Yeah, these were these were uh, if we were discussing rules of mixtapes, which is what I thought we were doing. <laughs> that would be one of them. It's <laughs> the only one. There are no other rules. There are many what? rules. What are you talking that about? They have to go in a flowy order. You can't go skipping around from like fast to slow. I it think... has to. You, the opening song has to really be one to catch their attention, and then the end. You there, there's a whole art to the mixtape. Have you never seen High Fidelity? I did. This is a prominent piece of the... uh, I think that I must have made a lot of crappy mixtapes then because I didn't really put that much thought into it. Oh, my gosh. I I just was like, here's a bunch of songs I love. Maybe I overthought all my mixtapes. You might have. My first overthinking were all those extra letters I threw in there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good Lord. You know, Sarah does, though, make us uh, quality garments for our merch candy store. Yes, I do. Um, and so, uh, what made me think of that is that you saw that I posted Kelly oh, in her, your tank. I, it's my, it's recently become my new favorite piece of merch. The it's your shirt. so cool. I know. It's like it came back yeah. into our life. Right. You know why? Because I got super pumped on the stop being polite shirts because yeah. they were so cool. And I love yeah. the like wonder woman looking one. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a sec. You rediscovered. I, forgot about my your shirt grammatical condescension oh, it's so good when you wear it out in public and it smart you're like this is how you find your tribe that's true people who laugh at that they'll yeah. just look and be like uh-huh, and you'd be like thumbs up yeah whenever you guys buy our merch we do ship it via stamps.com because we are super into well i am super into not leaving my house oh, yes and my desk which is where the studio is and I'm into anything that's convenient, easy, reliable, and efficient, and this stamps.com checks all those boxes, and it allows me to print postage of any kind, and they send a digital scale so you can weigh the package or the letter, whatever it is, and it'll tell you how much you need, so there's no guesswork and you never overpay. And it brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your fingertips. You just Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, package, any class of mail using your own computer and printer. Stamps.com makes it easy. They'll send you a digital scale, automatically calculate that postage. And um, we use it because, like I said, it's so convenient. And right now you can too. 
Enjoy Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Brain Candy. That's Stamps.com and enter Brain Candy. And I was thinking about this recently, and I was like, how do I get people to understand how awesome this is? Right. Because... Like, they can even come to your house to pick stuff up. Yeah. People. Like, and, you actually don't need... I took a bunch of stuff to the post office with stamps.com yeah, like postage. Yeah, you could do that. And the lady was like, you don't have you to know do you that. don't have to come here? <laughs> she was telling She was, like, you. trying to outsource her job to stamps.com. <laughs> That's funny. And I was like, what are you saying? Really? Yeah, you can just leave, leave it in your people. mailbox. It's awesome. I don't and know what to tell you. Money. Yeah, and it saves you money. You get discounts. But this actually is reminding me because I'm, as you know, a big fan of automation. Yeah. Did you read... (gasps) What? I hope you did. Read the article about the robots that they trained to make, to build IKEA furniture. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's so awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, so that what else do we need? We're done. We're right? done. Right? It's it. like when Jerry Seinfeld said, like when they discovered the seedless watermelon. It's like we're done. We're done. What this that was it. our last IKEA furniture <laughs> makes itself now. It's the final frontier. That's it. So they got they meatballs filled with maggots, and we're good. We're good. This is the future, people. Maggots. Hoverboard, two thousand twenty. Okay, listen. So. As a testament, I suppose, to how difficult it is to build IKEA furniture sometimes and how frustrating it can be, it took these scientists three years to get the robots to be able to do it. And the main challenge was that every time they put the robots together, they were always, they always, it was an extra piece. (laughs) The problem was that they kept bumping arms. Like they couldn't coordinate. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a Like the motions, Yeah. yeah. But here's why it's so awesome. I'm going to read some of the things about it that the way that once they programmed the robots and it was started to work, here's how the robots did it. So they gave them about the same amount of information that we get, which is the instructions. <laughs> With no words and just pictures. I wonder if it's the same. I don't, I guess man. it's like coding, yes, but I don't really know yeah. what it looked like. Yeah. But then the, this is a true story. Okay. The robots took a minute to assess. The situation. Like, you know how you stare at all the pieces? <laughs> like, you take it out of the box. You're like, okay, we're doing this. Yeah, like, you're like, that we're in too deep. We already <laughs> bought this dresser. Okay, time to put this shit together. And you you can do it, Steve. It. You can do it. It's so funny because you think of it as like a very human response, but the robots did it too. They assessed all the pieces and were like, okay. And then they took time to like sort them sort them yes i knew it to make sure they had every piece that was yes. mentioned in the code and right. the instructions good job robots so far the robots are doing better than my husband <laughs> that was that part took about 9 minutes of like the sorting and then oh that's too long you think i thought that was so fast 9 well, minutes sorted out well i guess why i thought it was fast cuz the put it together only took 10 minutes so the oh. whole thing only took like 20 some minutes. Okay, you know what? That's, that's pretty good. really actually I think that that's ha- if we spent longer sorting it and <gasps> this is the trick to any winning any challenge uh like the challenge planning stuff stage. The, in, the, when oh like you know when Hold we're on. doing actual Hold challenges. On. Yes, this was like aha moment here. <laughs> there were so many times, especially on the last one I did with Johnny, where we won because we arranged p- 
pieces. Yep. Do your sorting and arranging. And we spent twice as long arranging and sorting stuff, zero time putting it together. That is the trick. Yeah. And I guess it is because this is what happened with the robots as well. And then they did about 10 minutes. This is like a metaphor for life, I'm sure. Like, don't rush into things first, assess the situation. (laughs) Right. Um, And the scientists are super excited, but they were also saying, like, they're going to try some other things, like... Not not even giving. They, they said the true test will be to do it as humans do, to completely ignore the instructions <laughs> yeah, all the instructions. And I would like to know what would happen if you just... It was a chair in this case. I would like to know what you, would happen if you were just like... Well, if you do enough work with IKEA furniture, you can give me all the parts and I'll know how to put them together. Wow. For 100% guaranteed. I know I will. Oh. Because once you figure out, it becomes really quick when you know that there's those round metal hole, metal screws that go in that are like your lock the and Allen key. Wrench. Kind of, you know, yeah. you've got all the part. You get used to what goes together. This is a metaphor like, for life. Yes. Oh. Like you gain wisdom over time. Uh-huh. Even. Mm-hmm. Experience <laughs> is the greatest teacher. <laughs> It's true. But anyway, I thought that was great. And I love that they're doing that because it sounds like a silly thing, but it's actually really important in that they're being able to train robots to do these behaviors that feel like, but like, what's the, what's, what's the end plan? Right. So do the, where are these robots assembling this? Like, how does this translate There's into real life? There's a video if you want to watch it. Like, is this a service I'm going to be able to hire from Ikea? Is this... Are the things going to be I think it's set more up about... In, in-house? Like, what, what no, are we going to do? this isn't funded by Ikea or anything. Oh, it was just funded by a separate group that were like, could they put together Ikea furniture? Because that's... No, it was, was, yeah, scientists who wanted to know if they could train robots to do human behavior so the most human behavior they pick was assembling ikea furniture. yeah and like sort of the okay, most frustrating right, right they're like okay you know what we all hate doing yes <laughs> exactly Susie and i were talking when we went to the uh flea market the other day or i guess antique swap meet i guess if you're fancy <laughs> um and we were talking about how everybody not everybody but people who have at one point been poor in their life or people yeah. who feel like you know maybe they they we all have backup jobs. Yes. Like, like, what would your backup job be? Like, if this shit didn't work out, or if, if some, if if something hit the fan and you <laughs> something. something, I love how I said shit before, but I'm like, if something hit the fan, anything, <laughs> shit hit the fan. Like, what would you do? What I did love you this. say? What yours was? Oh, just bartending. bartending. I didn't actually say that, but oh, we, we just talked about yours because it was so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you should have, I should have asked you what yours would be. Yours would be bartending. Although I'm probably stripping, like, if I'm honest. Oh. Like, if it, things you were really bad. You moves? <laughs> I'm not saying this like you don't, but I just haven't seen any of these said I, moves. I don't think you really need you the don't moves. Need, but you got the goods. I got the goods. You got what they're looking at. Yeah. And I'm really good at talking to people. Oh, you know, you do like tons half, of that. Half the job. <laughs> <laughs> what if you were a stripper and you're like, no, no, they're here for my conversation. This <laughs> is the one stripper who is convinced they don't care about her trucks. They look me straight in the eyes and they talk to me. Oh my god. Sarah, 
It's true, though. Have you ever been to a strip club? <laughs> yes, and you're totally right. You're because... on stage for like five seconds, but the rest of the time they have to you're, mingle with the it's guests. It's funny because you are actually right. <laughs> and the one time I did go to a strip club, I spent the majority of the time talking about her footwear and where she got them. What if like, I became a stripper and I'd have to be like, hello, my tits are down here. <laughs> too busy talking to me. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, God. I really think I don't I'm, even remember what I asked I you. Th- well, anyway, Sarah said that her backup job oh, would be to be a manicurist. But I think my other one could be assembling IKEA furniture. That's where I was going with this. That's that, not a job, though. No, but like if, if I put an ad on Craigslist and I was like, yo, don't want to assemble no that furniture, hire me and I'll do it for what? That's, That's a terrible job because an assembler of furniture, I guarantee you my husband would hire me. Yeah, but that's the thing. And not just for my tits. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about it is that most people that buy IKEA furniture would not be able to afford, you know, a lot of times it's for budgetary reasons. So they're not going to be like, oh, let's hire someone. They would just get a nicer dresser. Okay, but also any furniture because I also have to assemble my West Elm and Pottery Barn furniture sometimes. Okay, now you're talking. Yeah. Like if you could just be a general assembler. Assembler. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, excuse me, my tits are down here. (laughs) Like, it just came up my nose. Like, we're so charming that people aren't interested in our body, and it's very rude. Yeah. <laughs> They're just not interested <laughs> in my body. Um, yeah, but Sarah oh. is, like, avoiding the true conversation, which is that she said she wouldn't oh, be yeah. a manicurist. Yeah. I mean, that I, my my point of this was to say I could also be an Ikea, you know, assembler. But I, in that conversation, yes, I said that I would be a manicurist. Right, and Landon was telling this story about how Sarah always wants to get a manicure, and then she goes in and gets it done, and she walks out, and she's like, "This is terrible. Oh, yeah, I could like, do better." Shit. Like you never feel like never. they do better than you could do. Only one time I ever felt good, and it was when I got my nails done the day before my wedding. Why? What they do God, different? That was a relaxing experience because if I left, and I was like nervous the whole time, I'm like this. This better be good. Well, what made them do a better they job? They took so much time and they were great. Sometimes I feel you like they paint my them. nail. My, they paint. <gasps> that it's for your wedding every time. Dude, maybe like that was it because tomorrow. it was the best. But sometimes I think that they paint my nails so that I have to go in more, right? Because it's my toenails and they don't even paint it all the way down. It's like they leave space. And I'm like, I'm going to have to be in in a week because this shit's going to be growing out. I think they do that on purpose. I do too. So that's what I'm saying. These people were at like a Palm Springs like vacationing resort yeah. which I think they're not looking they're like she's definitely not coming back this is like a one stop this isn't like a regular customer who like lives in the area mm-hmm. so they they're like I'm working on I don't know whatever a big tip here yeah oh I think I tipped her double I'm like this is the best I've ever had this is amazing a manicure is a nice gift for somebody too oh yeah I like that you know yeah. like it's real relaxing for Mother's Day or something? Yeah. I'm like throwing out hints. Oh, yeah. I don't know I'm like, who. I feel like after the past two episodes, I'm supposed to get Susie a Mother's Day <laughs> gift. I just might get her a FabFitFun really subscription. <laughs> no, I was going to suggest, you know how last year you got your mom that StoryWorth yes. subscription? Yeah, she cried. That was such a great idea. StoryWorth has these, um, it's a it's a service where people that you're related to, like your mom or your dad and, and any grandmother, grandfather, can tell their story and answer questions about their life that like you would never normally ask. And I think it's such a cool thing because then 
at the end of the year, you get all of their answers and you get them bound in a beautiful keepsake book. So last year we I got oh, Adam in. Get that soon then for Father's Day, right? Yes. Oh my God, I'm so excited! Last year I got Adam one for Father's Day so that he could answer the questions and then we would give it to Lincoln. Yes. And it, we just got the notification that we can now have it bound. Oh my God! And we get to pick the picture and all that stuff for the cover. And I am super stoked, and now I want to do it. That's and beautiful. My book will be way better than Adam's. But totally good. But like, his will be like, well, yours will be international as well. Never mind. <laughs> True. And it's just really nice because your relatives, you, you love them, and you're around them all the time maybe, but you don't ask them, like, who was the first person you ever loved? Right. or what, what was your first job like, yeah. and what were you scared of on the first day? And you, you just can, like, pick different stuff. Um, the questions that they answer to, like yeah, like sometimes they would give me the list of hey, we're gonna these are gonna be the next ones we ask your mom, and I was like, ah, don't ask her about that. That doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know. Yeah, or it's like, <laughs> oh, definitely ask her about that because I got to know those stories. Yes, and they partnered with us, and I'm so excited about it because it's if you have a mother or a father, um, they from- probably do, Susie. <laughs> Some people don't, Sarah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, if you have a mother or father, especially if they're hard to buy for, like yes. which is all of Everybody. them, then this is a really nice gift. And it's like kind of for you too, because you can have the book. Um, you can get $20 off. Just visit storyworth.com slash brain candy when you subscribe. And then you will give them this gift that keeps on giving. And grandparents. And so sentimental. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Sarah's a manicurist in her alter. <laughs> I remember seeing a um, an interview with Sandra Bullock one time, and they were I don't know what how it came up, but she talked about how even if she wasn't a rich, mm-hmm. wealthy, whatever celebrity, that she always knew that she would be okay because she's resourceful. Mm-hmm. And I was really related to that. Yes, I was like, same. Yeah, you like, are very resourceful, and you. You require nothing. Zero. You know what? I told one of my friends what my budget, like what I needed to live once a month was. And she was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And I I had to ask her. I was like, did you say, are you kidding me? Because you thought that was a lot or because you thought that was a little? Because I didn't think, I was like, oh, maybe that's a lot. Sarah takes a lot of like, pride no, in like that's nothing. That's being $0. able, like, you know, my this annoys me about my husband too. Like I'll point to like, um a piece of furniture or uh-huh. something and I'll be like that's gorgeous he's like I can make that Sarah's like that <laughs> yeah. too yeah. where she looks at something sees the beauty and then thinks I can do that yeah I could definitely do that but you're probably right yeah and then like I hate spending well like how about my beautiful geode shelf my triangle shelf that I have hanging up in my house which I will post a picture of I saw all over the flea market and they were selling them for twice what no probably like three times what it cost to make it you made it yeah, the, that shelf it was like it a is. triangle book, sh- like a triangle shelf, like a shelf. Yes, little thing unit that's like a triangle. I remember with now. Wooden. I'll post a picture. Yeah, of it, it's real so easy, people. You can definitely make those. Though. They're all over Pinterest right now. We're not all like that though. That's not my gift. Oh well, my I have a lot of things stripping. that are not my gifts. <laughs> my I definitely gift. couldn't strip. <laughs> my gift is stripping and the gift of gab. There you go. You would be successful Yours with that. so much better. But no, I always just feel like, you know what? I can make it work. Susie's going to be like the old woman with smoker's lung who's never <laughs> smoked, who's like working at the strip club when she's like 60 because she just gets the industry. <laughs> oh, 
was like the mother of the strip club. I could do. I know. I could see. I could see you. Like, I would take such good care of those. I little know. Strippers. That's what I'm saying. You teach them good lessons. You'd like say that no, this is definitely going towards college. <laughs> okay. 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 Wait. Get back um, on track, for Christ's yeah. sake, Susie. <laughs> I do have stuff I want to talk to you about, and I keep forgetting because you're so hilarious. Um, did you? How about the Southwest crash where the woman got pulled out of the airplane? Whole? Uh, she didn't get pulled. Okay, out. I know she didn't, but she got sucked towards an exit, and then the debris from outside of the plane killed her. People had to pull her ba- body back inside. I know that's really scary. I know. I but was you know very... what? The one, the chance of getting killed are one in four point seven million. So you're fine. But go ahead. Yeah, it is one of those freak things. I just wanted to put your mind. Would it at ease. make you less inclined to sit by a window? No. Oh, interesting. I don't really have any. One in four point seven million. I mean, come on. I know, but just the horror of that. Yep, I did afterwards look up what the safest place in the airplane was. And uh, it's believe it or <laughs> this is the crazy part. You know what the most dangerous place is? In the back? First class. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, right. <laughs> good riddance. Right. Uh, I'm just kidding. Well, she was great. very far in the front. I mean. Yeah, but they said the front, uh, the survival rate when they do like test crashes and everything, the survival rate for the front of the plane is 49%. It's still pretty good. Like your survival rate in accident if you are wearing your seatbelt is really good. Did and you, she, the woman was not wearing her seatbelt. You probably didn't see this, but there was an article right after the crash in the New York Times about somebody took a selfie during the incident of after the masks had uh, descended and they were all wearing their masks, but they were all wearing them wrong. Oh, and no. Wait, so, you put it over your face and then you correct, put it Correct, and you're your holding head. it just as you are supposed to. Yeah. But they all had them only over their oh, mouth. No, you put it over your nose too. Obviously. Well... I mean, I think maybe it was panic and just oh, you're haphazard yeah. or whatever in that moment. Because you're breathing. You're... And the guy even said, well, t- to be frank, we didn't think we were going to survive. So we really didn't think the mask was going to be like the make right. or break. Right. And the per- one steward uh, flight attendant that they interviewed said, um, you know what? They'd probably be fine. They'll get the oxygen through their mouth. But it does go to show that we do not listen to the instructions. No, definitely don't. And I was wondering what you think of that because I don't listen mainly because I know that it's going to be pandemonium. Yeah. And you know what? I watched the video. There was like a, a clip that a woman took of, it was maybe like 30 seconds of the airplane when the masks were down. Yeah. It was surprisingly calm. Oh, what was happening? I was shocked. Tell me. I thought there would be more. I, I even checked to see if I had my sound on. Oh, really? Because it was, so it was quiet? quiet. And I think it's the opposite. That there's pandemonium at first, but yeah, then they said there's it was chaos. Then there's like a like it really hits you. Whoa. And then I think it becomes calmer than that because I didn't see anybody <clears throat> even moving. All that I care about is I looked. I scanned through the whole picture looking for a kid, because I think about if you were on that plane with your kid, what you'd be. Oh. Just that that there is nothing I can think of that would be more horrifying than you being aware that what what might be about to happen. Oh my god! You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you think that way also as a mother when you absolutely like because that doesn't seem nearly as terrifying to me yet. Yeah, it's. 
that's the thing because I don't care. You put yourself I've had in those good positions, life, you right. know. Like, and I'm just worried about getting my ass sucked out of the plane. <laughs> well, here's the thing: that was such a freak thing. So, oh. and I was really heartened by how people were trying to help her, and mm-hmm. they were all mm-hmm. trying to figure out ways to stop the hole, which you can't, right. and like to hold her down. Yeah. And um, and she was a mother, and she, you know, had a great job, and she had seemingly had a nice family life. And I'm just like, damn, she was yeah. just trying to go where she wanted to go. Yeah, oh, that stuff really bothers me. You know what bothers me worse? What? My mom like cracking jokes about it. No. Yeah, it's like you are a weird lady. What the heck? My sister told me that she was like, I brought up that Southwest thing with mom, and don't bother because she was like, yeah, can you believe it? Like cracking jokes, and I was like. It must not really be real to her. Yeah. Because my mom's a nice person. Here's the follow-up question. I What I really loved is how they treated, how the media, how everybody treated the pilot. How everybody was like, she's a hero. This is not like she's a hero for being a woman that's a pilot. That was like a big thing where I was like, okay, let's see where they... But it... You could have taken her gender out of it, I think, and it still would have read the same, you know? And I thought that the way that they wrote all the articles about it, the way they treated her was the exact same as how they would treat, like, a male. Nobody was like, oh, my God, we're so shocked. And I think it gives female pilots who – that's a very difficult industry to be a female in from what I've heard. That yeah. it gives well, them. Well, she came out of the Navy. I don't know if you know that. She yeah. was a Navy. Because uh, they wouldn't hire her in the freaking Air Force at the time, so she had to go to the Navy. Thank you. Like, come on. This and woman reason, has been fighting it forever. The reason why she left the Navy was because she had hit the limit of what they will let women promote to. Yeah, so, and look at her. She's a freaking hero, badass. badass who was like, just doing my job. And she was like, totally calm the whole time. It shows that it does not matter. If you're good at your job, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It's like Absolutely. you are just, she's supposed to do that. And she was freaking amazing. Yeah. And had nerves, like they were right. Nerves of steel when that the whoever somebody made a comment and to the when reporter. she released her statement, it didn't say the word I one mm. time, not That's once. Amazing. It said we, and it was all about the woman that died and how terribly oh. they felt and how you know we worked in the team and I thought now that is a class act. Yes. So I applaud her. It's a that was a terrible story though. Yeah. Um, Oof. I have a. Uh, interesting article I want to talk about from the New Yorker mm-hmm. about it's so weird because I thought it was going to be about one thing and then it ended up being about another mm-hmm. which is always the best mm-hmm. um, but that makes me want to remind you guys if you haven't yet you have to get your New Yorker subscription um, I don't know if I have emphasized this enough but I freaking love the New Yorker I mean if only for the adorable tote bag <laughs> Sarah's obsessed with this tote I bag I really like people knowing that I read the New Yorker <laughs> It's like my favorite thing in suburban <laughs> Orange County to be like, yeah, you can put my groceries right in there. Sarah, Sarah like the subscription's the great, bread. but she's in it for the tote bag. Uh-huh. Well, because it is super nice tote bag too. Yeah, and I'm like, for the price of this subscription, which is what? Tell these people. Okay, okay, okay. So the New Yorker, which as you know, if you're a listener of this show, is my absolute favorite outlet to find beautiful fiction, nonfiction, um, journalism, there's cartoons, there's poetry, pretty much any kind of literature that you are interested in and pop culture, they have it. And 
it's the best magazine in America, in, in my opinion. And so I cannot even put into words how excited I am that they're partnering with us and they're giving you guys a deal. And if you go to thenewyorker.com slash brain candy and you can receive 12 issues for $12 plus a free tote bag. I mean, but that's like free. Wait, wait, there's more. Oh, I love this. Enter our code BRAINCANDY and you unlock 50% off your subscription. So you get $6. You're paying $6 for a tote bag. For sure. And also you get a bunch of magazines. And Hello. People, I cannot emphasize this enough. The digital part for me is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Because you know when you go on before, they're like, sorry, this there's is- There's a paywall. Yes. Yeah. There's no paywall. Bye-bye. You get the digital stuff. You can get the app, which has all of their- um, archives from 1925 on there. I'm obsessed. I need that app. Why don't I have that yet? You should download it. I will. Because, you know, if you're out and about and you're just like killing time, you're in waiting room or whatever, go to the app and find really cool articles. Anyway, newyorker.com slash brain candy, but also use our code brain candy. So it's only $6. Okay. Have I said enough? (laughs) I could talk about it all day. Okay. Let me tell you about this. Um, yeah, yeah. So the way that the article began or the title or whatever was first the bees came first the bees yeah like oh, the the yeah, insect insect which great bring them on I and then those. something about like then the the cherries uh mystery was exposed or something and i was like what is this about but i love bees and i'm yeah, like all into too. like keeping the bees alive me so too. i was like okay i'm into yeah, this I'm in. there's cherries there's bees i'm in yeah but then it was this article about are you a fan of maraschino's cherries Yes. And okay. I was just thinking, why don't I have to refrigerate them? Oh. Because they're at my house and they're out. Well, they're in that uh, liquid, yeah, which I guess is... what is in that liquid that makes it so I don't... Alcohol? No, it's citrus. Oh, there used to be, before Prohibition, it used... That's what maraschino is, is like a, oh. a liqueur. Yeah. But uh, then Prohibition came, and it's citric acid, uh, sugar, which I guess is a preservative. Yeah. And then... One other thing. Should oh, like red, red dye. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't mention that in the yeah, article. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good question. Um, okay. Yeah. So there was in New York a maraschino cherry company that is one of those like fourth generation companies. And there was a thing where the bees were attracted to the sugary whatever. Uh And so they would drink it. They would come and drink it. And then they would go back to wherever they came from and they were creating honey that was red. Yeah. yeah. And the locals... really tasty. (laughs) The locals were like, why is this honey red? Because they didn't know why. So they just thought it was like toxic or the bees are dying and it's this big tragedy. And so finally someone was like, well, maybe it's the cherry plant. Wow. (laughs) And so... The um, the guy took care of it, and he was, like, putting up nets and trying to get the bees out because he doesn't want to upset the honey community <laughs> because they don't want red dye in their right. honey. I get it. Right. But then, They're all a buzz about this. <laughs> but then, like, the neighbors of the plants started to say that, like, we think that your workers are, like, smoking pot on their break because they could smell cherries, but they could also smell pot. And so, like, the, the authorities would come over and be like, we got to just check out what, what's going on. Nothing. Okay, we'll leave. Then they decided they had to investigate this plant for, like, you know where you, um, 
re- get rid of wastewater illegally or something. Yeah. I yeah. don't really know. Dumping or something. or whatever it's yeah. called. So they came to this plant and they were like, dude, we got to check out, see if what you're doing with your water. And then as they were investigating, they were, they found a false wall and they were like, like a, like hollow, like a, well, just like it was supposed to look like the end of the building, (gasps) but it wasn't what, you know? Okay. Yeah. And so they were like, we're going to have to go get another warrant to like, look behind this wall. And the owner, this old guy who's like, sounds super nice. He goes and he's like goes into the bathroom and he locks the door and he won't come out and he calls for his sister and is like take care of my daughters kills himself in the bathroom what the heck is i am fat what <laughs> all right what is Thank happening you, new yorker okay so what i'm like on the edge of my seat here well evidently in the false wall was a marijuana growing you know he killed himself for that yeah and they were in the article were like dude you probably would have gotten probation and a fine right and he thought like today you would have gotten written up in some new snoop dogg song well that's the real thing that keeps getting me is like how this pot thing Mm -hmm. and like a no thing and needs to be a no thing in every other part of the country his daughters had to pay a 1.2 million dollar fine oh my god and but they were like no big deal. Our cherry fortune is like $8 million. It was fine. That sucks. Though, that it totally sucks. It was like a Isn't shame Isn't that crazy? Thing. Yeah, that really sucks. That like, but. I'm like doubling down on my purchases of maraschino cherries knowing that they're also supporting the. I know. I got I think it's called Hill. Something Hill maraschino oh, cherries. I only use the Luxardo ones because I'm fancy. Like Which ones? Luxardo. What are those? They're How like do you know ones? about that? Because it's only because my husband's in the booze business and. You know, I used to work as a, like, fill-in bartender when they would have events, and I would, like, make What's so great about them? They're, like, not that weird bright red waxy color. They're, like, the dark, real, original recipe style. They're, like... Well, they, this company claims that they only use a cold water brew. See, this is why I love the New Yorker, not to, like, go overboard, but... I feel like I know this family. Like yeah. I know now that they use a cold water brewing because it keeps the crunch to the cherry. Oh. And like I know that he asked for white tennis shoes every Christmas from his oh kids. Even though he had $8 million, he was like, just get me white tennis oh, shoes. Oh, I like him. And they would get stained with the cherry. And he was a pothead. I really... I know. And waste. he just loved marijuana. All right. You're oh, welcome I just that. I just read an article in some big medical magazine too that came out, or medical journal, that said they did a... Uh, a longitudinal study on the effects of marijuana on teenagers. And uh, they said that any effects that it had on uh, the brain and on, um, like, uh, you know, performance or functioning of the brain only lasted, they were not seen after three days of being sober. Get out of town. Swear. That's what the study just showed. Where is this study? Uh, I, I mean, I just read it today, and it was like surprisingly. After I love a how long you're like searching effect, for them, right? <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> looking uh, for studies on them. No, no, this one came up. I wasn't. I, that one just came up, and it happened to be in my feed, and I was like, oh, well, I mean, I gotta read this, <laughs> you know, because it said that some. The title was something like "Surprising Evidence from." you know, long-term study on the cognitive, that's the word I'm looking for, cognitive effects of medical or of marijuana. And it was just recreational use, not medical use, but like there's a difference. It, you know, 
Well, the effects of this. The only thing is, like, they're... Hold on. Yeah. This just in. Medical marijuana and regular <laughs> marijuana are... <laughs> well, so... But what's the... I mean, I shouldn't say that because I'm sure people, like... It really has wonderful medical effects. What's the... Treat uses. What do you think about the stereotype or whatever it is that, you know, about, like... What do you think? I think it has more to do with the lifestyle that accompanies it. Like what? The, that I think it's more environmental factors, not biological factors, that are contributing to stereotypes or things like that. So, like, if you... The effects of smoking cause you to be... Have a more, like, sedentary... Like, you want to, you know, be relaxed, you're hanging out, you're... You know, you can get used to more of those effects that become... Uh, uh, it's like habitual, not hmm. like a, a chemical dependence that you have on it. And it's, um, but you know how like there's the stereotype about like lazy or yeah. Cause I think those are the effects of the pot. But as soon as you stop to like, yeah, I'm lazy I when I smoke pot, but if I were to stop, like you call me the biggest hustler yeah. or, or like, what did you say? I'm the most like do it yourself, do whatever yeah, yeah. you called me, whatever you called when me. I'm not stoned. Uh, but if I were to like smoke a bunch of pot. And I mean, I could probably do all that stuff too, but I would like much rather watch, you know, South Park. I gotcha. And eat pizza. The an, another thing that's plant based, but that isn't gonna have that kind of lazy effect is BioClarity. It will get you high on the joys of good skin. Yeah, great skin, and it does have those plant extracts and Floralux inside of it, which. I don't really even know what that is. I just know that I love it because it's antioxidant healing and anti-inflammatory. So it feeds your skin from the outside in. If you have listened to the show, you know what I think about BioClarity. It's incredible. It's such a great routine to get in because it is soothing. But if you have problem skin, it will treat the spots that you get and the blemishes, which are so embarrassing. And can be really, especially now that in the social media culture, like mm-hmm. pictures are such a big deal. Um, but it's a three-step program. You can cleanse, treat, and restore. You can also get a moisturizing uh, bonus if you would like. And it's delivered straight to you. It's easy to use. It's 100% vegan, gluten, and cruelty-free. I love it. I'm obsessed with it because I've always had problem skin, especially since I had my son. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Uh, start a healthy habit and get glowing, clear skin. Go to bioclarity.com. Our listeners get a first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you need to enter our code BRAINCANDY. That's bioclarity.com and enter our code BRAINCANDY. And let me know how your results are. I know people always text me when or uh, tweet to me whenever their box comes. They're like, here we go. And then I want to know how the results are. So the missing know. link for me was the... The moisture. Yes. Yeah. And then once they did that, I you were like... I threw that into my mix. Yeah. And I mean, my skin is looking... I know. I was so mad at you the other day because I, we were at the... <sighs> it's the moisture thing, too. That was really the... We were shopping and I was like, Sarah, what is going on with your skin? It looks incredible. Glowy would be the only word I can come up with to describe By the way, it. I saw on their Instagram that they now have one that's great for pregnant women. Well, which, oh my gosh, I know. if this wasn't a reason to get pregnant. Yeah, a lot of our listeners have had to stop Dude, using it. Dude, that is the best yeah. news I've ever heard. Right, Because I wrote that, that. it does not exist. You right. cannot find a product out there. Yes. And boy, oh boy, those kids will give you some shitty skin. 
tell me. I was pregnant for three months. And you know what I got? <laughs> Acne. A hundred zits for every month I was pregnant. Yeah, what the fuck? You were really frustrated by that. Ah! So, yes. Thank it's you, the worst. Yeah, so I was like, heck, this is awesome. This is amazing. Anyway, okay. Are you, do you want me to carry on? What do you got? What are you, what are you, what are you sharing with me today? The, I just read about this um, company that, uh-oh, here comes Adam. He just wants more airtime. Oh, my God. He brought more biscuits. <laughs> yes. I was hoping that some would come. See, I didn't tell him when that episode came out because, like, I was just like, I don't want to encourage this. It's, like, been everybody's favorite part of the episode. I know. Everyone's been like, oh, Adam coming. Just so you know, Adam is here now with tea and biscuits. Yeah. yeah. And, Ooh, and some tea. He's trying to be quiet, yes. even though he's loving this attention right now. Are I'm you okay? It. I'm fine, thank you. He didn't want to risk <laughs> breaking the graham crackers up again, so he just gave us whole pieces. <laughs> he didn't make that mistake again. Thanks, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Love you. You're he is something. Oh yes, I was. I was in the mood for some tea. Oh, good. Just we have like I wanted fifty to show beverages. Off my ability to drink hot beverages. I'm, I'm going to insist to read this after we're done about all the beverages oh, yeah. we have going on. I always say if you're at a breakfast and there's three or more beverages, you're living the good life. That is so true. A three three beverage breakfast. I dated this guy who so said, good. you can tell how rich a person is yes. by how many beverages they have in their fridge. Because you know how like rich oh my people God, always so right. have like Perrier and like different types of juices. And my fancy ass husband always needs individual, like See? he wants everything in like the, I'm he's like, a bougie oh bitch, that guy. He, He's also wanting to come on here because he's like upset about all the <laughs> shit I've done. He's like, first of all, the Ferrari the story. <laughs> so much to say on. And no, no, but I, no you're wonderful. I think honey. that theory is true, though, that like beverages, because, yes. you know, when you're on a budget, that's the first thing to go. Yeah. Well, like- I did get him to switch from individual packaged yogurts mm-hmm. to the large that's tub. That's a big transition. Because he decided he liked the large tub taste better than the individual. Not different brands. That so. is so funny. Trader well, Joe's won the fight for Greek yogurt. Speaking though um, of beverages, my story that I was going to tell is about oh, a beverage. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's about this company that decided to make an a craft beer out of oh no <laughs> recycled toilet water. <laughs> oh for Pete's sake. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. This was on mental floss. As opposed, if I had the choice, I'm at the store and I'm like looking at five different beers. I think it's at a brewery. Like, I don't think they sell it. Okay. Say I'm at a brewery (laughs) and I'm looking at five different things on tap. And it's like strawberry blonde, uh, oat, wheat, sunrise, whatever, toilet water. Guess which is the one I'm not going to pick? Yeah. Doo doo water. Well, here's the thing. Um, they were trying to show that it could be environmentally friendly, you know. And so um, good drinking your own urine. But I'm not going to do that. And they were also trying to make the point that whenever they educated their consumers about the fact that wherever this was, a lot of the drinking water came from oh, yeah. that already. Like, you just don't know about it. Yeah. It's the filtration and the reverse osmosis and all what those things that they use. And once you're like, so is your normal drinking water, then they're like, oh, okay. But my favorite thing about the article was when they described what it tasted like. Oh, my God, They please. said it had caramel notes and tropical fruit flavors. Caramel notes? <laughs> kind of sounds like you're describing <laughs> shit. BM. Yeah. 
<laughs> totally. Notes like, alone. Code. The word notes for some reason is like BM related. <laughs> that just made me laugh. I wouldn't have even talked about it if they hadn't gone into notes of peanut and corn. <laughs> Totally should have said that. That would have been the best. It has a rich, nutty flavor. <laughs> I like the idea, but I mean, I wouldn't go for that. That That's reminds me, I heard on, of course, my favorite <laughs> radio show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, um, that I can't remember what state it was, but two inmates escaped because they got a security guard drunk. No. On moonshine. M- like, you know, toilet, yeah. basically toilet yeah. booze. Yeah. Convince the guard to release them to let them go get more alcohol. No. Yes. That's all they did and they came back? Do, did they come back? What do you think? The inmates got released and then they, no, they were like, haha, jokes on that guy. We're out of here. I, I thought so, but then you made it sound like they were that stupid. Like they just wanted more alcohol. No, no. <laughs> it was definitely the, uh, the. And so then what? Well, that ends that. No, no. Did they get caught? What do you mean? No, no, no. They're still they're out at large. This wasn't the United States. This was in another country. I can't remember what. But they're just on the move right now. They're on, yeah, on the lamb. Is that Mm -hmm. what you call it? I don't know. I don't know that expression. On the lamb. Yeah, but I like it. (laughs) You're not judging me. No, it's good. Let me look that up. Yeah. What about the guys who escaped, or about the the word lamb. lamb? I think it's just L-A-M, too. I don't think it's, like, oh. sheep. Well, while you're looking up that yeah, history, I have the history of something to share with you. Mm-hmm. That's what right. What is it? I have the history of the book jacket. Oh, my God. I love this. I thought you would. Well, Where I was did like, you read this? I was like, this isn't going to be exciting. And then it turned out to be way more interesting than I thought, which is what the history of everything does. Well, okay. I fucking love this. Here's how it goes. Is I was watching, I I don't know what I was looking at, but it was something about like a post on Twitter where a woman was like, I'm getting rid of all my book jackets and I don't care what anybody thinks. And I was like, why do we have book jackets? How long is this history of music? (laughs) I think it's pretty long. Um, I was like, I keep going, but it's just making me feel like I really should have some exciting news to deliver. This is kind of a slow build. Maybe you just like this. Yeah, but there's like the what news about, update. What about um, this? Just in book covers. Do you yeah. like inspiring better? Oh, this is nice. Okay, maybe you'll be inspired to throw away your book jackets. Well, in 1820, book jackets were something that the customers commissioned. They were like, hey, yo, I would really like something to cover up my book. And also, they chose the covers to match all their other books. So that's what they were originally used for. I have to stop the music. <laughs> okay, wait. It's so inspiring. You mean they wanted them all to match? So they were originally, like, original, original book jackets were just these disposable things that they wrapped around books to keep books nice because books... We touched way more often. They were like, it was like one book that we had. And so they got way dirtier and they were way more disgusting. So to keep, and it was also way more expensive then. You know, they weren't like, hey, yeah, buy this for 99 cents on Amazon. Yeah. So they wrapped it in this blank 
just wrapping paper originally. And then in the 1820s, customers started saying, you know what? I would like you to wrap it, but I would like it to be wrapped in something that matches all the rest of my books. So they would have like series, like a volume, and they would all match and they were all beautifully like covered. And then they started coming out with, I guess these like um, publishers started coming out with these blank page covers that were called bastard titles. Really? They, the original book jackets were called bastard titles. They were these blank pages that went over, and it was like a holding place of like, whatever you're going to put is going to go on top of this. We're just going to send you a blank sheet to keep it covered, to keep it nice. Oh. Then in 1833, or no, sorry, 1870, Lewis Carroll was like, hey, uh, you think you can write the name of my book on the side of that? And oh, cool. So he was like, yeah, I know you guys are like wrapping them in your you nice wrapping paper, and it's like a whole thing, but like... <laughs> Do you think maybe when you so that Lewis you could have Carol's cool? Yes, he was like, "Can you put the name of my book, uh, the title on the side?" And it was a specific book. I can't remember the name of it, but so what, he was the I'm first. Sorry, one. where did you read this? Oh, I I got the article too. Um, I kind of searched it on my own because it was like this oh, whole post in- of like, "Are oh. you into book jackets or not?" And then I was like, "Why do we even have book jackets?" And I was like, "Is this a whole thing?" And like, "Who's behind book jackets?" And it started gaining popularity when printing became, when like graphic designers became a thing. And then it became an industry of itself. But really, they serve absolutely zero purpose. And they were just there, like decorative. And originally, yeah. it was because we were, you know, it was like I one wonder, book though, we owned and it would get really dirty. But I wonder, though, if it's cheaper, if now the reason why they carry on with it is because it's cheaper to print on paper than it is to print on like the board oh, that's a really good question like whenever i'm unsure about something i'm always like follow the money yeah, i bet there's a financial cheap. thing yeah and and you know it said like the, the 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 uh author became more into you know getting there like it's usually the bio that's on there or it became more about the author than about like the artistry of the book hmm. then it was more like an advertising thing Right. The book jackets were more an advertisement. Huh. And I now I'm like, oh, God, there's a part of me that wants to get rid of all of mine. So I was going to ask you, are you book jacket pro or book jacket anti? Uh, I I like book jackets. And when I sell my books on eBay, they always ask, like, yes. is the book jacket included? Like, it's a thing. Yeah. What do you think, though, of the weird uh, interior design trend of turning your books backwards? Okay. Yeah. It's time. We have to talk about. I know, I'm glad we did because I have a I have a love hate with this. I understand that because the aesthetic part of me that all the same I've color. I've done this in my house in places, but it's with books. Like so, I purchased in. From, Wait, just so we're clear, the listener. Yeah, people are displaying their books with the binder in yes so with the pages, the pages out. out yeah so you don't know what book is what so but they all, the all look color. uniform yeah okay. so i bought this uh like old version i don't know what it is it's like a series of 12 books about different parts of history and i think it's like religious um eras and like the explanation of and I, you would love it yeah, i'm sure but it's like an old vintage collection and I'm never going to read any of them. They're not really for that. It's just for Susie looks is like I don't looking at me like what, what is happening. But the binding it was really they're beautiful old books, and I like the look. Uh, so I like stack three, and I put like a little plant on top, and I have them turned the other way because I'm. No, I know, I know, I did it. 
I do. What do you mean? But you only don't... for books that like I don't care about the mat- It's more for the look. Of I don't the understand books. though what you're saying though because <laughs> you said you like the look, but of what the pages? I, well, okay. Oh, yeah. My God, See? I like the look you're of like the height now. of something. Like oh. I need a little height, and I could turn them the other way, but the books themselves are red. And the pages are like neutral color. So when you turn it the other way, it creates like a more neutral palette to go with your interior decorating. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, it was like a series of like But I'm seeing a lot bucks. of it like on shelves I would at never do it to a whole... A whole shelf. To And like new books. These are old. There's a look of old books, like a certain like yellowing to it that's yeah. really nice. I wouldn't take like, you know... What do you think is the most popular book... Of all time, that is complete garbage. Oh, oh my God. Definitely Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, okay. That yeah. is garbage. In fact, when I read it, I'm like, I'm pretty I sure nobody spelled checked it. this. Be, I'll tell you, my mom stayed at my house for a while and she bought it. I'm calling you out. Yeah, mom. Because it was when it was really popular and I think all of her friends were reading it. Sure. So she was like, oh, what's this thing? Yeah. And she even was like, this is garbage. And so she left it in my house. And then I read, like, I just opened it. I'm like, this is, I was looking for the juicy detail, like the good stuff, the, the, you know. And it, there wasn't any? No, there was, but it was like shit. I'm like, you couldn't get is... past like the bad Well, as a, grammar. as some, as somebody who enjoys erotic literature to begin with, I'm like, this Erotica. isn't even good. Wow. You know. Must be. Some people really like and I, it. And I like a short story versus the Uh-oh. Book. Yeah, she doesn't need kind of time. <laughs> I don't need that. I would pick... That's a great answer, and I'm going to say you're right. Yeah, But I was yours? thinking The Da Vinci Code. Oh. Which is unfair since I didn't read it. I read it. Oh, you loved it? Yeah, I thought it was a good... I no got through way. it. Yeah, I did. And I thought it was, it was right. good as far as like... It's simple reading. It's not like... Yeah, I know. Susie just gave me a look. But just because... Like, I think you could have simple reading that's still well-written and keeps you... But it's like... Um, I'm trying to think of... You know, it's like the New Yorker versus, you know, people, like people magazine. Yeah. You know, different style. Yeah. It's, you're still like, Oh, that's fun to like, you know, while I'm, I don't know. All right. But, well, you picked a better one because it's undeniable. 50 Shades of Grey was like, I actually cannot continue reading this. I it's can't. It's weird though how it, that worked. I thought there were errors, like actual errors. Oh, no, there are. It. People okay. talk about it. That, because I read this and I was like, how did this get passed? How is this the number one book? And it got so who didn't who didn't read this? It went viral when she just put it on a um, forum, right? Because of the literat, because of the right, and that I understand why there's mistakes. I put up mistakes all the time when I self publish. Yeah, but then once it got picked up by a publisher, then I don't understand why those weren't fixed. Right? Maybe that's part of the like the it's like homegrown. Yeah, it's like a thing where like it's. Maybe it does something for the reader where you think the person who's writing it is like me. They're like a regular person. This it's isn't like happening woman. to somebody else who's like, mm-hmm. like I could be this too. I don't know. But okay. it doesn't do it for me because I do not want that in my writing. Okay. And I don't care if you like Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, no, I, I think it's great if you like it. You know, whatever people are yeah. into. And if it gets people reading, I'm really happy about that. Or if it gets people feeling... I'm also happy about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it awakened something. It definitely did. A lot of people, I mean, 
I heard. I was laughing about that the other day when I came over and you had told me you took a bath and I'm like, I bet she was doing stuff. Because you're not a bath person. So I didn't think much about it at first because I always oh, take baths. Oh, you mean baths. like sexy time in the bath? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I bet you did. You know, I kind of, I kind of like put that on the back burner. My, the, you know why? Yeah. Yeah. Because like I, I've been uh, sticking to just the uh, good old vibrator lately. No I did not think that's what you were going to say. What did you think? Regular bath? Just because you've, you've been through a lot yeah. with your body. And then, like, I thought you were going to say, so I just save it for landed. Yeah, no, no. I just <laughs> save it for the bed instead. So, where I was, you- I mean, to be perfectly honest, yeah. I was worried about the bath. I was, like, scared to do it in the bathtub for the water, like, jiggling something loose. Is that weird? It probably do is. Do what? Like, masturbate in the bathtub. When? Like, when I was still pregnant. You worried about jiggling something yes, loose? I'm not. I know it's crazy. I'm sure. It, I know, but I was like, "What if the water like shook the baby off the wall?" <laughs> That's why there's no more. <gasps> you worry about these things, so I'm like, I'll just stick to the regular Can vibrator. I, I really would like to know something, though. You I might- know that's not how biology works. Yeah, no, I get it. Okay, but I was still nervous. I don't know. I was like, better not take any chances. I would like to know, though, a question that you might not want to answer. Oh, please! I've already told you about my bath time masturbation. So, <laughs> where that's what I mean when we interview people and they're like, "I love your show," and I'm like, "Oh God, oh God, I know." When well, people are like, "Oh, from school, they're going to talk," I'm like, "Oh God, this is great." <laughs> don't tell my clients. Oh, where do you use the vibrator? Because I don't have in a vibrator. In my bed. Oh. Put, like, Landon leaves to go to, to the gym at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. And then what? You're a morning person, I'm so morning you're, like, gal. ready to roll? Yeah. And you'll be like, oh, just grab it. Studies and- show that women prefer to have sex in the morning and men prefer to have sex in the evening, so afternoon delight is the way to go. I guess, but... Just to make both people happy. Yeah. That's just what studies show. I know. I agree with that study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never want to do it at night. Nope, I'm me like, neither. I'm like, get off me. I'm tired. Get off. But first thing in the morning, I'm like, yep, yep let's ready. do this. We're morning people, though, maybe. Because I am. I. You're not. It takes me a little while to rev oh, up. Okay, okay, okay. Not that engine. That engine's going. <laughs> but the rest of the cylinders, it takes them a little while to fire. So you will get the vibrator. Yes. And then go back into bed. It's in my nightstand, Susan. It's a simple reach. <laughs> That's where most people keep theirs. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. Okay. And I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. <laughs> I don't want one. Oh. I have no desire. You have a sensitive area? For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're good. Sensitive well, hey, everything. If it ain't broke. <laughs> I'm going to let it go. <laughs> I have follow-up questions, but I'm going to move on. All right. We got to go. To go forever? Like, not forever. Till like, next week. <sighs> Till next show. I miss you guys. I, I can't believe we left you on this See subject. <laughs> Don't forget to like, subscribe. Blah, 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 blah. Tweeted us about book jackets. Please. Or masturbation. <laughs> Bye, everybody. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.